Hello, and welcome to this podcast. My name is Dr. Tamar Silberg, and I'm a clinical psychologist and an assistant professor at Barlan University, Israel. On behalf of my co-authors, Mrs. Nisha Kapil, Ms. Isabel Caven, Dr. Danielle Levak, and Dr. Darcy Fellings, I would like to share with you the results of our scoping review on cognitive behavioral therapies for individuals with cerebral palsy. The study was funded by the American Academy for Cerebral Palsy and Developmental Medicine and published as an open access paper in the February 2023 issue of Developmental Medicine and Child Neurology. Be sure to check out the link below for additional information regarding this review. Cognitive Behavioral Therapy, or CBT for short, is a form of psychotherapy that helps individual, individuals identify maladaptive cognitive patterns or thoughts and emotions that are linked with behaviors. CBT focuses on the reciprocal relationship between these thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, and it teaches us that we can control, all, control our thoughts, behaviors, and feelings, and any change we make will impact the whole cycle and improve our well-being. This quality enables CBT interventions to be structured, yet relatively flexible. There is clear evidence indicating that CBT is considered the gold standard in psychotherapy. Although initially used by psychologists, many healthcare and educational professionals can be trained to provide CBT interventions, a fact that supports its implementation in various settings. CBT has also a strong evidence base for its use in various clinical populations and for treating different physiological, psychological, and social problems. However, its effectiveness within the CP population has rarely been examined. So this led to the idea of co conducting, conducting this scoping review with a major aim to describe what is known about the use of CBT among individuals with cerebral palsy. More specifically, we aimed to describe the extent of published evidence on CBT interventions for individuals with CP, to describe the main characteristics of these interventions, to identify barriers and facilitators to their success, and to identify gaps for further research and practice. The methodology for this review was based on the framework proposed by Arxay and Omali, 2015, and further guided by the Joanna Bridges Institute methodology for scoping reviews in 2020. Seven major databases were comprehensively searched for papers published between 1991 and 2021. Gray literature, such as conference proceedings, poster sessions, abstracts, as well as clinical trials, were also included in the gray literature search. A research librarian was consulted and a search strategy was developed. The search strategy contained a combination of keywords and mesh headings to include CBT interventions in the CP population that targeted either 
physiological, psychological, or social outcomes. As can be seen in this Prisma flow diagram, 12,065 papers were identified through database searching, and after duplicates removed, 681 were independently screened according to title and abstracts by two members of the research team. After removing 615 papers, 66 full-text articles were assessed for eligibility, resulting in a total of 14 papers included in the final review. To answer our objectives regarding the extent and characteristics of CBT interventions conducted for individuals with cerebral palsy, we divided the studies that were published between 1991 to 2021 into three groups according to the major intervention outcome. Those intervention outcomes included psychological outcomes such as anxiety, stress, depression, physiological outcomes such as pain or sleep, and social outcomes such as participation in social activities. As can be seen here, a significant increase occurred in CBT interventions published for individuals with cerebral, with cerebral palsy in the past decade, between 2011 and 2021. We also see that CBT has mainly been used for treating psychological challenges among individuals with CP, and that specifically third-wave CBT interventions have gained more and more awareness. We also identified major facilitators and barriers in these interventions. The main facilitators of the, related to the success of these interventions included the use of adapted CBT interventions, having a therapist who was familiar with both the CP population and CBT, the involvement of caregivers, having a group-based interventions, and adopting a client center orientation. Among the barriers, we found that homework adherence was addressed as a challenge, that caregivers were also identified as barriers with regards to their capabilities and resources, and that specific needs of individuals with cerebral palsy were not always adequately addressed in the program. The current evidence presented in the scoping review provides a base on which to build towards optimizing CBT research and interventions for individuals with CP. Our findings suggest that CBT interventions can be adapted for individuals with CP. However, specific adaptations and modifications need to be included in manualized programs, such as flexibility in session duration and length, the use of specific techniques, and the use of a group-based uh, intervention. In terms of gaps for further research and practice, we still need to understand what works best for whom. So researchers should provide more detailed information on the frequency and intensity of the specific CBT program used as a base of reporting dose-response relationship. In addition, there needs to be more information regarding the 
specific adaptations and modifications made in the program to improve the reporting and replicability of the interventions. Our review also indicated the need to conduct more high quality RCTs and to use larger samples to better represent the heterogeneity and diversity among the CP population. I want to thank you for listening and for more information on, or questions, you can email me at tamar.silberg at biu.ac.il. Thank you very much.